what is Blackout Tuesday? Despite everything we have been doing with Adam versus the man to bring you the latest on what's going on in this country and around the world, especially in this past week of protests in response to the killing of George Floyd, it did not come to our attention until just this morning. But finally, it is getting around, and I am grateful for the opportunity to bring you the special edition of Adam versus the Man to answer the question, what is Blackout Tuesday? Well, starting with Wikipedia, Blackout Tuesday is a collective action originally started by elements of the music industry to protest racism and police brutality. The action, organized in response to the killings of George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, and Breonna Taylor is taking place on Tuesday, June 2nd, 2020. That's today. Businesses taking part are encouraged to abstain from releasing music and other business operations. Background. The call to action was initiated by music executives Breonna Agumang and Jamila Thomas, Senior Director of Marketing at Atlantic Records. Businesses are participating in different manners. Black Americans are asked to not buy or sell on this day to show economic strength and unity. Spotify announced it would be adding an 8-minute and 40-second moment of silence to certain podcasts and playlists for the day. On Instagram, users participate by posting a single photo of a black square alongside the hashtag Blackout Tuesday. Actions promoted. Organizations supporting Blackout Tuesday suggest this day can be an opportunity for reflection on racism and the effects of it on society. Others suggest it is an opportunity to take time from work to focus on helping others. Other hashtags. Some users have posted the black square image using the hashtag Black Lives Matter or hashtag BLM, an abbreviation of the former, which in turn leads users who are searching these hashtags to nothing but blank images. Because the Black Lives Matter-related hashtags are being used by activists and others to share information during the ongoing protests, posting a black square with incorrect hashtag risk, drowning out critical information and updates. So we go now to the show must be paused.com for the origins of this. Some critical background in this call to action and while the show must be paused as a hashtag is being used to refer to this website in particular obviously the hashtag that is taken over that is actually the one being shared and used for this specifically is blackout tuesday from the show must be paused.com in response to the murders of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and countless other black citizens at the hands of police, the show Must Be Paused is an initiative created by two black women in music in observance of the longstanding racism and inequality that exists from the boardroom to the boulevard. We will not continue to conduct business as usual without regard for black lives. Tuesday, June 2nd, is meant to intentionally disrupt the work week. Monday suggests a long weekend. And we can't wait until Friday for change. 
It is a day to take a beat for an honest, reflective, and productive conversation about what actions we need to collectively take to support the black community. The music industry is a multi-billion dollar industry, an industry that has profited predominantly from black art. Our mission is to hold the industry at large, including major corporations and their partners, who benefit from the efforts, struggles, and successes of black people accountable. To that end, it is the obligation of these entities to protect and empower the black communities that have made them disproportionately wealthy in ways that are measurable and transparent. This is not just a 24-hour initiative. We are and will be in this fight for the long haul. A plan of action will be announced. We are tired and can't change things alone. In the meantime, to our Black friends and family, please take the time for you and your mental health. To our allies, the time is now to have difficult conversations with family, friends, and colleagues. Please follow at pause the show on Twitter and at the show must be paused on Instagram for updates and information. Signed Jamila Thomas and Brianna Agiamani. I hope that's how you pronounce that. The show must be paused.com. What can you do on Tuesday, June 2nd, 2020? Let's get this list up here, please, CJ. If you have been impacted by the recent events, take a break. There's a lot going on, and sometimes we all just need a minute. Take that minute. Help the family of George Floyd here, and there's a link. Fight for Breonna Taylor here, and there's a link. Help the family of Ahmed Arbery here with a link. Want to help protesters donate to one or more community bail funds here. And as we showed you yesterday, the scenes of police brutality rampant against protesters of all colors in the last few days has just been stomach-churning, to see the least, to say the least. To see protesters shoved into cement by officers for no good reason. To see police cars plow through crowds of protesters with no justification, officers spraying protesters with pepper spray while driving through crowds with their vehicles. Unacceptable. There's certainly a lot of people right now who are doing righteous work in protesting, who deserve your support, who deserve uh, bail support, who deserve legal support, who deserve the attention to their cause that is currently being drowned out. Visit Movement for Black Lives for additional ways you can help the cause. Want to connect with leaders building grassroots campaigns? Click here. Are you an ally and want to learn more? Here are some anti-racism resources. So the other part of this theme is blacking out in general to focus on what matters. And in respect for that, we are going to be doing that with our show today, making this a short special edition of Adam versus the Man just to cover the show must be paused for blackout Tuesday and to recognize that this is one of those things that is worth stopping for. Absolutely. hundred percent. I would have thought that black lives matter would have been enough of a rallying cry to point out, Hey, 
The system operates like black lives don't matter. That should have been enough to wake people up. But no, the struggle for racial equality, for justice in general in this country, continues. And this is just one way that we can do this. So I encourage everyone today to focus on what's going on, especially around the George Floyd case with racism in America in general, to take the chance to examine your own life in ways that you contribute to this. And of course, if you're a, a listener of Adam versus the man, you know that the greatest source of racism in the world today is government. If you're a racist in a world that has largely condemned racism, where do you hide? Behind a badge. Behind the color of law. As a bureaucrat, as a politician. And it is through this that all of the worst racism in our country is manifest through the police state. And I don't want people to fight. I'm not even a big fan of protests, really. Although this might be a time when they are worthwhile. I'm not a fan of confrontation, of yelling, or violence. I'm a fan of de-escalation and peace and progress. And right now, we are in a time of significant upheaval. Not just in the wake of the coronavirus and the shutdowns and the forced unemployment crisis that we are still experiencing. But in this moment of global realization of how governments did pretty much everything to make this problem worse. And now we find ourselves in a new crisis. And we cannot allow ourselves to be misled from crisis to crisis to crisis. Fear will make you a slave. And we cannot allow ourselves to be bullied into submission. So I fully support this effort. I support taking this time to reflect, to examine your own life, your own contributions, not just to racism, but all the injustices of the world. To focus on those who are suffering in America, especially in the black community. Yes, all lives matter. But the system doesn't exactly operate as if all lives don't matter. It operates as if black lives don't matter. And it's time to pause, acknowledge that, and end this crisis once and for all. So, for today's show, we have Comet Jim Freedom joining us in studio. Go get Jim. Jim is Jim is a little Jim is at least wearing mostly black. Today. Yeah, I got a little blue in there. Uh, black <laughs> and blue. It's, I'm bruised up, you know. Wait, are you are you trying to show respect for the thin blue line? Is that is that what you're doing, Jim? You have 
you have, I see there's their blue line. Are you going to go rip your clothes off? Yeah. <laughs> All right. That that's, that's not, Definitely that's not, not what we're going for, Jim. It's not, it's not tan white dude out day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. But yeah, we do, we do want to take this time to have uh, a conversation around this issue to involve our audience and, and to take some comments here. So for anybody who's watching, who wants to discuss this, who wants to ask questions, who wants to get into this a little further, um, you know, we'll just, we're just going to have a little chat here. And, and I, I think this is the best thing we can do. Uh, you know, CJ was like, you, you could take the day off if you want, sir. <laughs> like, nah, that would, Cause there is, there is a, um, you know, the general call to blackout media. To, to not be engaged in social media, something that's growing out of this, you know, and, and I don't, I don't think that's the point of, of it here, right. To like, Hey, shut up. Don't say anything. Like literally black everything out. No, but black out everything except this, you know, take the time to focus on this and reflect on this and, you know, really uh, examine the issue of, of racism in America and, and the call of, of black lives matter and the significance of blackout Tuesday. So, with that, Mr. Freedom. Okay, well, uh, prepare yourself. We got a little bit of a conversation going on, because basically the whole time you were talking, uh, there's the only comments coming in are people that are talking about how Black Lives Matter is a racist group, and uh, says, well, here's Sway Ocean. All those groups are racist as fuck. They want equal policing where they can't arrest blacks for more crimes than whites, so your rights and justice don't matter. Okay, There's a little bit of that sentiment. So no, I yeah, I don't know. I I can address this from personal experience too because I was in Seattle, Washington when a lot of the, the first of the Black Lives Matter movement was kicking off. kicking off, and I think it was I was there for Thanksgiving. I I, I usually go I uh, spend Thanksgivings with my mom and her side of the family, and. There was a protest. I was there with my girlfriend and my mom at the movie theater, and there was a Black Lives Matter pro matters protest in the lobby. And I started filming because the police were sort of uh, corralling the protesters out of the mall, you know. Mm -hmm. And I started, so I, I'm I'm recording my cell phone, going like. Time to hold some cops accountable. You know, like, let's make sure they don't beat anybody up now. And uh, as the, this is, and, and, and for, if, if people want to go back to this, like I, I have, um, I have this video somewhere back on my, I think if you search my YouTube channel for Black Lives Matter, there are probably only, you know, a handful of videos I've done with that in the title. And it's, yeah, it's at least two years old now. And I, I don't want to, I say that to say, just to point out, like, my exact memory of the incident might not be perfect. If you want to go back and check the tape, check the tape. But uh, when I started, I started asking them questions, I think, of, of the protesters. Like, I'm filming this confrontation as they're, you know, coming out of the mall. And I, and, and I, I can't even remember. I was like, I said, what are you guys doing here? You know, was, I, I, I don't remember what the question was. I haven't even watched the video since I posted it. And I could have... Uh, you know, just 
recorded the scene and, and be like, oh, nobody's getting beat up here. Walk away. But I wanted to give them a platform. Like, I wanted the protesters to be able to tell people the backstory and why they were there and get their message out. If I'm going to portray you as an activist, as a protester on my platform, I'm not just going to, I'm not going to shortchange you and, and, you know. Yeah. Film it without content. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Well, what's the point? Right. My audience doesn't want that. And they, they started yelling at me. And the one, the one insult that I, I mean, they call me cracker and, and stuff and they started making fun of my mom. And it was like, like meek old Jewish woman, like, re like really, like you're gonna, and 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 I'm wearing my, I'm wearing my Freedom baseball cap. You know, it's got the Freedom logo like this, but you know, like big across. And they go, "You're a white dude with Freedom on your hat." I'm like. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I'm, yeah, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm part Jewish. Does, does that count? Like, like, I'm not, I'm not pure, purebred white. If that, if that makes it feel better, I'm not guilty for all, you know, all the crimes of, of that race. Uh, and, and I was, I was really, you know, personally offended. And I say that knowing that being offended is fucking bullshit, right? But no, I was, I was, I was really offended. Like, God damn it, there, this is a racist movement. And I had to step back and go, wait a second. This is a, this is a, few, a few people in this movement. This isn't everybody, first of all. Now, when you want to ask the question, is it racist? Racism has a pretty specific definition of believing in the superiority of, of one race over another or the inferiority of, of another race, really, right? And there's so many things that we use this term, like we throw it around, you know, like in in really dumb ways. Like, because there's, there's a more broad uh, definition of racism that is sometimes, does it deal with race in a way that differentiates people by race? Like, if I'm giving out sunscreen at a party at the beach, and I give it to my white friends and not my black friends. Am I being racist or am I being racially sensitive that white people burn in the sun more than black people? Right. Like, hello, like they're just basic shit. Like, like, is that racist? You want to call me racist? Cause and, and to be fair, like in that situation, I would still offer any, any black people there. Like, yes, I understand black people can burn. I'm not going to just assume, Hey, you don't want sun or whatever. I, but you see the difference, right? Like there are certain things where it's just like, I'm acknowledging race. I'm not, I'm not, imposing any judgment at all and even in that video that i did i did a commentary like afterwards before I, like so i i showed the video of me at the mall and getting you know the confrontation with these protesters and them yelling at my mom it's just this is silly and uh i did a commentary this is like i support the main call and there there are two things that i want to point out and and, and and cj if you could get that comment back up on the screen please i want to make sure i address every element of it directly here um two things really important uh see isn't the race card a straw man argument most of the time yes not that one thank you cracked eggs but the, the prior comment that i'm still responding to about you know is, is the movement itself racist 
Yeah, it was Sway Ocean. Thank you. Okay, so there's one, you can't generalize. That's collectivization. You're, you're involuntary collectivizing people in your judgment in an intellectually inferior way. So to call a movement something because of a few individuals is just dumb. Just, just dumb. Just, it's not correct intellectually. It's, just, it's wrong. Um, so for one, there's that. I just have a few other points here. Two, there are going to be infiltrators in any kind of group that challenges anybody politically. Republicans infiltrate Democrats. Democrats infiltrate Republicans in order to try to make them look bad. You think there's no infiltration in the Black Lives Matter movement? Get a fucking clue. Look up COINTELPRO. That's the portmanteau of counterintelligence program. And if you haven't at least read the Wikipedia page for COINTELPRO, go read it. Go look at that. Like now. Like stop this show. You've heard enough here. If you want to do something for black lives, go uh, know what COINTELPRO is. And I'm, 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 I'm not joking. I read it, it, the counterintelligence program is the one that was uh, responsible for the assassination by cop of so many black activists in the Black Panther movement in the 60s and 70s. Their explicit uh, objective was to render ineffective the Black Panther and anti-war movements through infiltration and discrediting of leaders. So, of course, that's going to happen. And, and, and then finally, do people get killed because of the color of their skin in the United States today? When you put it like that, and, and allow me to explain the difference I'm trying to get to here. No, it's it's pretty rare. No, even, even racist cops that kill black people don't see someone on the street and go, oh, you're black, I'm going to kill you because you're black. That's not how it happens, right? It's, I'm a cop, I'm interacting with people on the street. When I interact with white people, I'm respectful, and I know that I can be held accountable if I fuck with them. If I go and I'm interacting with black people, I can fuck with them and be angry and not just, even even if I'm not racist. And I made this point on the show the other day, right? Think about it like this. The, the, the systematic racism doesn't really require active racism on anybody's part to lead to more black people than white people dying innocently on the street. And here's why. For a cop on the street Let's say it's me, and I'm not, and I, by the way, I almost became a cop when I got out of the Marines. I was like, you know, I, I'm sorry, not when I got, before I joined the Marines. It was, it was like police or, uh, or military, you know, those, those were two, two of my big choices at that point. And I know I'm not racist. I don't, I don't hold any judgment against people by race or individuals. And I know that as a cop, I'm going out with a gun and a badge as the biggest street gang in the world. And just because I know in the back of my head that if I get in trouble for fucking with a white dude, it's going to be a lot worse than if I get in trouble fucking with a black dude. Even if I have no racism in my head whatsoever, just because the system has that bias. When I go and interact with civilians, if I interact with a white dude, I've got this check 
on my anger going, you know what? Hey, don't fuck with this guy. So you're going to pay for it. I'm going with a black dude. That check on my anger is not there anymore. So what does that do? What does that do to you as a black man or a black woman, but a black man, especially in America today? And by the way, it was women, young women who, uh, who were yelling at us in Seattle, making fun of my mom and my girlfriend. But it's, by the way, I, and I, I remember this from studying uh, the psychology of racism in, in undergrad. You think, Jim, right, that black women are going to be greater targets of discrimination because they are, one, black, and two, women, right? Both groups subject to negative treatment by the rest of society, right? Wrong. Black men have it worse. Can you guess why? Women are more assertive? Nope. Who are the actors in most acts of racism that we think of, that we see? It's men, right? Police officers. This is just another layer of the psychology behind racism that's worth knowing white men in the in the psychology of defending white society or their white communities don't see women as a threat the same way black women can be impregnated by white men black men cannot evolutionarily biologically sexually for all of those, you, is that pulling back the curtain? You go, oh shit, that makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I say black men sometimes, knowing deliberately knowing that black men, more so than women, are subject to uh, a heightened form and a, and a very specific kind of discrimination in 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 all countries where where they have you know an experience with with the similar basic dynamics as the United States. So there's going to be some anger. You know, the stereotype, the angry black man. You put any, any, any self-respecting white man in that situation, you're going to find an angry white man. Or a pussy, one or the other. So... I am more than willing to look the other way at inappropriate expressions of black anger. And to hear, to hear the pundits now, it, it, it is such a, a revelation of, of this other subtle racism. Oh, well, destroying property is not an appropriate form of protest. And these are so-called Christians who praise the man who turned over the tables of the money lenders really the other thing about the destruction of property that i've heard with all of this is that a lot of the businesses that are being targeted by looters are ones that have donated to the police and, and donated it would be it really would be better described as sponsoring buying extra protection services they're paying for your terrorism 
in in the scale like there's there's a kind of scale of like ways that you can violate another human being right in terms of violation like of the non-aggression principle and they are different categories of violation right you said something aggressive violent harsh threatening okay fine nowhere near you physically violated someone's property nowhere near you physically violated someone's body nowhere near you took somebody's life and when we're talking about lives being taken if you're complaining about property destruction and bad words go fuck yourself any other comments uh, people are keeping up. Yeah, there's people uh, starting to join the stream that are sticking up with you. Like 0627, that Gabby said, uh, I'm black and I love all white people. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Jeremy Gooding, can we refer to Adam's hat as a free Dora? <laughs> I need I need an upgrade. This thing is... Ooh. You got a couple compliments. It, it, looks, it looks good when I lean back. If I get close to the camera, it looks like a beat up thing that it is. But yeah... Looks looks nice on the set. And by the way, I haven't I haven't worn this shirt except once in the year in the years and I got that since I got it. And this was in oh geez, what how many years ago? But I gotta show people this. Cause I have the back of the shirt matches the tattoo underneath it. Can you see that all right on, on the camera? Uh, up and left. Yep, there you go. All right. Pretty cool, huh? So yeah, nice piece of fan art. We had we had someone who did silk screen. Shoot, I forget his name now. Who uh, for our merchandise let us? We we went and collected a bunch of shirts. We went to thrift stores. I think this one was just a shirt that I got that was like dorky club shirt that I was like, no, nah, I'll, I'll never be cool enough to wear that. Oh, put the freedom logo on it. Cool, we're good. All right, any 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 uh, meaningful comments? We don't want to get too far off topic today. Michelle Ness uh, just comments, I've seen too many black business owners crying the past few days because their businesses were destroyed. She made a comment earlier suggesting that isn't this going to damage their businesses even further doing a blackout, like not going to businesses. You know what I mean? Isn't that going to damage? Okay. So again, scale, perspective, lives, bodily integrity property words if you're a black business owner and you have to worry like george floyd that you might just get pulled out of your car and killed for no good reason you think you're going to be upset about a day of business nope next people want you to go out on the streets this one's a long one, so bear with me. I'll keep scrolling up because other people are talking. Uh, it's Antifa, Adam. Nut up and take your camera guy with you to some of these protests and see for yourself. Well, we took... Such love, brother. Get back to your roots. Adam versus the man used to grind it out in public. Bring your mega... I told you it was long, sorry. Bring your megaphone and educate these motherfuckers. Make Adam great again. Mm-hmm. We are going to get out and be doing more man on the street videos. And we've been building up to that. Yeah. It's just a matter of getting our production consistent enough. I sent Jim down. I should say Jim sent himself down 
taking the initiative as as our correspondent in Phoenix on Thursday when things were kicking off there. That was that was the second night, right? The first night was Wednesday oh, yeah. in Minneapolis, and then there it was Solidarity in other cities. Right. Thursday and continuing and ongoing and growing now until this point. Um, a big part of what I do with Anna versus the Man, Man on the Street videos is make people look stupid, expose their bad ideas and their statism. And it's fun to go to protests, especially liberal protests. I mean, conservative protests are, are more rare and they're sort of more reserved in letting their stupidity hang out, I, I would say. There is this critical difference, I will say, between conservative protests and liberal protests. There are a lot more liberal protests, and they seem a lot more comfortable with letting their bad ideas hang out there. And, you know, like the Million Moms March in D.C., that was one of my, I got one of my most famous Man on the Street videos out of that. Um, sometimes it's just, the best ones are just recording random people on the street, though. Yeah. And, and you know, those are the better conversations. Like, do I, do I really want to go risk getting, you know, beat up by cops or killed? But like, no, I want to like, see, I, and this is, this is the bigger message for me here is like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to promote any escalation. I'll, I'll cheer on the protesters, you know, um, you know, the expressions of anger, you know, even, so even at this level, right. You know, at, at the level of speech, or property, or, you know, violence, or death, even at the level of speech, you don't have to control, any, any contribution of negativity makes it, you know, makes death more likely. Now, if, you, if, you're, if you have the opportunity to use kind words, and you use unkind words, there's going to be a ripple effect that, you know, might manifest in, in a more serious level of negativity for somebody and i i really don't want to feed into that um there i think there's no benefit to me covering the protests like there are enough cameras out there you know there there were times when i started with adam versus the man where there was stuff going on in dc where it's like adam you need to get out there with the camera mainstream media is not there and there's something going on and you need to be covering this all right, all right i'll get out there not the case anymore if anything there's 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 plenty of it there's too, there's too much like one of the things i was tempted to do with the show today that you notice we're not doing is playing clips and and because you couldn't you couldn't even do it justice right now there's so many protests so many acts of police brutality happening right now all over the country i, I you know i joined the marine corps and volunteered to go to iraq because of an anti-war movie yeah, full metal jacket. I'm not going to go out and make anti-police confrontation videos for similar reasons. I know it's tempting. I mean, you want me to go back? Like, we're going to go. We're going to go. Like, what we're going to do is is more important. And and I've, you know, not just like from from reading MLK again you know, a few days ago and, you know, reaffirming his commitment to, to nonviolence, you know, has made me more confident in what I see as the, the critical work at a time like this, because 
the real progress towards freedom and justice does not happen in times of crisis and upheaval. It happens quietly in the in-between times. And that's what this is today. We're taking a day to make a little in-between time. Jim? <clears throat> Did you hear about Sydney joining the protest? Sydney? Yeah. Sydney, yeah, I did. I did get to see a little bit of the uh, the international coverage today, and uh, that's one of the things we're going to be looking at over the next few weeks because I think in, in the Corona being the the global phenomena that it is as the backdrop and setup for this, it, it, it's really critical to look around the world and see how other people are responding. One of the things that I've noticed already, and again, remember that the, the George Floyd wave of protests like why is it happening now because because of the mainstream media eco jr asks do you think hold on a second oh yeah just just to prove my point and to bring it around to to the international issue one of the things that i've seen in some of the the, just the coverage around the country like I, i was just reading about north carolina and they were like protests for george floyd and so and so and i was like what there was of course there was. And then you go to San Francisco, protest for George Floyd and so-and-so. Hmm. All of these cities had something. You know, the the, the, the recent ones, you know, Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery, there, there have been cases like that all over the country, and I'll bet all over the world, and I remind you, that as challenging as things are in the United States, there are a lot of countries that have it much worse in every way imaginable, but especially in regards to police community or police civilian relations in general. Jim. Okay. Uh, Eco JR, Eco Jr., I guess. Question Do you think people will go from street to politics? Do you think, like, some of these people that are out on the streets doing this stuff will? Be motivated to go into politics. I hope so. Hopefully, I mean, if you know what, you know what we should do. If there's if there's one thing that I would see, there's one thing. If there was a concerted effort that would make it worthwhile for me to like go to the protests as a protest participant, and that would be to hold signs that say, you know, recruitment for the LP signs. Like, imagine if there was we had the same graphic or the same message at every single one of these protests and just a bunch of libertarians standing behind a banner off to the side, politely saying Republicans and Democrats are responsible for this racism. Help us end it. Join the LP today. Join the libertarian party today. We go. You probably get a lot. Yeah. Somebody write that down. (laughs) Republicans and Democrats are responsible for this racism. (laughs) Help us end it. Join the Libertarian Party today, LP.org. The Amish is going to win the long term. (laughs) Any more comments, Jim? 
Should we wrap this one up? Uh, I think we wrap it. Well, let's go to CJ before we call it a day. CJ, you want to pull yourself up on screen oh. here too? All right. CJ is in black, very properly dressed. Thank you for joining us in that spirit, sir. Now, <laughs> one story that we do want to cover with this conversation, at least briefly today, CJ was at a rally yesterday in South Dakota. Tell us about that, please. Well, before we, we start, sir, I noticed somebody in the comments brought up a subject that I, too, would like to hear your response to. So I kind of have a little setup. It's your favorite president, uh, and he is speaking in the Rose Garden last night. And uh, so I've got the video queued up, if you don't mind. Can we roll that? Please. Okay, give me just a second, and I'll have that on screen. Thank you very much. My fellow Americans, my first and highest duty as president is to defend our great country and the American people. I swore an oath to uphold the laws of our nation, and that is exactly what I will do. All Americans were rightly sickened and revolted by the brutal death of George Floyd. My administration is fully committed that for George and his family, justice will be served. He will not have died in vain. But we cannot allow the righteous cries and peaceful protesters to be drowned out by an angry mob the biggest victims of the rioting are peace-loving citizens in our poorest communities. And as their president, I will fight to keep them safe. I will fight to protect you. I am your president of law and order and an ally of all peaceful protesters. But in recent days, our nation has been gripped by professional anarchists, Violent mobs, arsonists, looters, criminals, rioters, Antifa, and others. A number of state and local governments have failed to take necessary action to safeguard their residents. Innocent people have been savagely beaten, like the young man in Dallas, Texas, who was left dying on the street, or the woman in upstate New York, viciously attacked by dangerous thugs. Small business owners have seen their dreams utterly destroyed. New York's finest have been hit in the face with bricks. Brave nurses who have battled the virus are afraid to leave their homes. A police precinct has been overrun here in the nation's capital. The Lincoln Memorial and the World War II Memorial have been vandalized. One of our most historic churches was set ablaze. A federal officer in California, an African-American enforcement hero, was shot and killed. These are not acts of peaceful protest. These are acts of domestic terror. The destruction of innocent life and the spilling of innocent blood is an offense to humanity and a crime against God. America needs creation, not destruction. Cooperation, not contempt. Security, not anarchy. Healing, not hatred. Justice, not chaos. This is our mission. 
And we will succeed 100 percent. We will succeed. Our country always wins. That is why I am taking immediate presidential action to stop the violence and restore security and safety in America. I am mobilizing all available federal resources, civilian and military, to stop the rioting and looting, to end the destruction and arson, and to protect the rights of law-abiding Americans, including your Second Amendment rights. Therefore, the following measures are going into effect immediately. First, we are ending the riots and lawlessness that has spread throughout our country. We will end it now. Today, I have strongly recommended to every governor to deploy the National Guard in sufficient numbers that we dominate the streets. Mayors and governors must establish an overwhelming law enforcement presence until the violence has been quelled. If a city or state refuses to take the actions that are necessary to defend the life and property of their residents, then I will deploy the United States military and quickly solve the problem for them. I am also taking swift and decisive action to protect our great capital, Washington, D.C. What happened in this city last night was a total disgrace. As we speak, I am dispatching thousands and thousands of heavily armed soldiers, military personnel, and law enforcement officers, looting, vandalism, assaults, and the wanton destruction of property. We are putting everybody on warning. Our 7 o'clock curfew will be strictly enforced. Those who threaten innocent life and property will be arrested, detained, and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I want the organizers of this terror to be on notice that you will face severe criminal penalties and lengthy sentences in jail. This includes Antifa, and others who are leading instigators of this violence. One law and order, and that is what it is, one law. We have one beautiful law. And once that is restored and fully restored, we will help you, we will help your business, and we will help your family. America is founded upon the rule of law. It is the foundation of our prosperity, our freedom, and our very way of life. But where there is no law, there is no opportunity. Where there is no justice, there is no liberty. Where there is no safety, there is no future. We must never give in to anger or hatred. If malice or violence reigns, then none of us is free. I take these actions today with firm resolve and with a true and passionate love for our country. By far, our greatest days lie ahead. Thank you very much. And now I'm going to pay my respects to a very, very special place. Thank you very much. Okay, so give me just a second here, sir. And I got that there. So that actually happened when I was on my way to the Capitol. So first, before I we get to any of that, 
Um, I was hoping that you would kind of give us your thoughts on what the president said there, sir. You've probably heard the proper definition of communism as from each according to their ability and to each according to their need. And in the political context, this means that government is allowed to take from people by force to give to others. And this is the excuse that is used by so many tyrants to maintain their power. And with the exception of the naive or the people who think they can achieve some form of communism by non-violent, non-governmental means, the term, the only good communist, is a dead communist, certainly applies. Because I don't want to live in a world where people use that as the excuse to take. Or where anybody has any excuse to use the violence of government to take from anyone. Least of all, to take their lives. Every president of the modern era in the United States is a communist. They have supported the majority of communist policies that we already have implemented with the United States government. Therefore, if you want to say that the only good communist is a dead communist, the corollary must also be true. The only good president is a dead president. And I think this country would be better off if not just Donald Trump, but everybody in the line of presidential succession just dropped dead immediately. The rhetoric that Trump uses is better to justify the evils of the state than that which we have experienced before. But the evil is only worse now with the deployment of troops on U.S. soil. This is someone who may be honest when he says that he loves America the same way that a rapist might love having a victim. But that's not a love for any of the principles behind this country, any of the ideals of freedom, or even what our actual rule of law is supposed to be. And for him to use terrorism not only do I hear him invoking the intellectual dishonesty of the Bush regime, but the bad mispronunciation of the word itself, terror, like it's really that hard to pronounce. But maybe when you're just trying to get people to be afraid, it doesn't matter if you're articulate or not as long as they're scared. And now we see these riots and rumors of bricks being left in piles in cities to be used by rioters to smash windows. We know that this whole round of protests is the product of the people who are making it happen. 
professional anarchist, really, you can get paid to have a belief. These protesters are the terrorists, not the police that they are trying to call attention to. For Donald Trump to even suggest that he would declare Antifa a terrorist organization is exactly why we have the phrase, when you point a finger at someone, you're pointing three back at yourself. That's what we have here. The government of the United States of America is the world's biggest terrorist organization. And for anybody with a straight face to point the finger at someone else is to miss the point and to be deliberately or as a useful idiot excusing, hiding, and promoting the injustices of the state that I guarantee will only escalate with Trump's escalation of military force. And when Trump says, we're going to end the riots now, he knows what effect that's going to have. The protesters are going to come back and say, oh, really? Now? now? No. We're not done till we say we're done. This is why I don't promote the escalation. Violence begets violence. Hatred begets hatred. And when you put out any kind of hatred into the world, people who can profit from it, like President Trump, will be right there to take advantage of you. CJ? Oh, that answers that answers my question. Can you hear me, sir? Yep. Okay, so uh, that came on while I was on my way to the Capitol. So I definitely appreciate hearing your response to that because I was inbound being told that, you know, governors are going to need to show some force. So I got to the Capitol here and uh, I've kept the screen muted for, uh, so it's not until I need to, but I decided that I was going to continue to keep going and you can see the National Guard is there. You can see there's snipers on the roof. These people went to go get trash bags and were met with the National Guard. Um, I mean, uh, the, the sheriff comes over and he's like, oh, whoa, whoa, hold up, hold up. Like, it looks bad that civilians are being confronted by National Guard right now over trash bags. And uh, he kind of recognized that. And he came over to us. And uh, let me get that queued up. I, I, I said something there that I think you're going to, you're going to appreciate. So he, uh, I'm going to turn your volume down so you can hear this, but, uh, uh, you can, you can hear his, uh, conversation that he had with me, the sheriff here. And, and I threw out a special line there. How far does our freedom extend to? This is the freedom line right here. Isn't that a part of protesting though? Like, but if you're protesting, what if we're, what if we start all of a sudden protesting that we don't want to get a permit to protest? Where's the permit people? I didn't do anything, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't have to yell, but you can get them through uh, BHR. 
so you come in and... Okay, is it open to go in right now and get that permit? No, you have to do it business hours. Oh, is there like an expedited thing? No, I don't know. So I do you find how. the irony that we have to ask permission to go onto the Capitol grounds? I don't get paid to deal with that. I know you don't, but you get paid to assault us if we, we uh, protest. Okay, you know. no. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I mean, there is that line, I mean... Right, yeah, but I'm just telling you, you can I know it is awkward, but I don't want to be assaulted listen. if I go walk comfortably up to my Capitol building that I pay taxes for. Well, you can walk up, but you can't protest. I'm not going to protest, no, for sure. I just... So, so... You can walk up, but you can't protest. Correct. And so I, I, and so I'm just going to kind of fast forward here a little bit. And that was, that was some irony. You can see the national guard is there in the corner. Uh, we ended up, uh, this is the lady that organized it. I asked her for an on the spot interview here. Uh, give me a second here and I'll, I'll cue that up. She, she gave a great interview though. So I told her, that I would play this for everybody here today if I get got the opportunity. Really, again, just a nice lady. So, first, personally. Yes, ma'am. It is weird watching the National Guard violating the Constitution, though. Wait, what do you mean? Oh no, that's that's a clear violation of the Constitution. Are you serious? For sure, for sure, for sure. If you can't walk into that building on your own accord and walk on these grounds on your own accord, is it open? It's open I mean, I'm sure it's closed, but you can, if that arbitrary line he's talking about is what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. No, I've protested right on those steps by myself before. Yeah, I know. And nothing happened. No, no, they actually just well, took if I pictures. Went up there, they'd probably shoot me, huh? I doubt it. I'd go with her with you. I mean, but uh, you know, I started this protest. You did? I was asking who started. Can I interview you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. First, we'll start off with your name. And well, I'm really sweaty, though. That's fine. You're leading okay, a protest. My name is Malvina Saint John. That's my name. Okay. And why did you start this? I started this because I am a minority in the United States. It's not even just happening to minorities, though. That's the thing. It's happening to people of America, and people of America need to step up and realize what is going on here, right? It's not just minorities. Um, Trump is going to kill us all. I feel like you're reading my Facebook page. So, uh, really? <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, you didn't join our page, then. <laughs> so, uh, how do you feel about seeing the National Guard at the Capitol? It's very fucking scary. Now. I came here to protest peacefully. We told everybody it was going to be a peaceful protest. I haven't seen anybody acting out. Look who's here. They, and why do you think that is? Because we're, because we're trying to make noise about this. And they don't want that. Trump doesn't want that. Now, what do you have to say to Governor Christy Noem, who's currently not in that building? I don't want to say it right here. That's fine, but you can say whatever you want on my platform. I promise you, there ain't nothing anybody's gonna worry about. But uh, they're also on the roof. I, I don't know if you can I see that or not. They're also on the roof, and uh, it's fucking scary. And of course, there's nobody actually in there that's actually of any authority or power. So I just want to say thank you for organizing it. And you got me off the internet and on my feet out here, and 
I'm uh, very happy that I could be a part of this. I'm happy everybody freaking showed up because this is a topic that needs to be talked about. Correct. And more people, more people in America need to wake up and realize what the fuck is going on, bro. Like, open your eyes, please. <laughs> Look at these people. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for the on-the-spot interview, and uh, I'm sure that people will keep themselves uh, cordial for you there. So, uh, give me just a second there, sir. So, uh, that was uh, the lady. Great exchange. Yes, sir. And and I told her, I told everybody, of course, I was out there. I was wearing my District 23 uh, shirt, repping the fact that I'm the only one out there that's running for public office, standing with these people. We actually later that uh, later that uh, in that protest here, I'll, I'll get past my huffing and puffing. But we uh, we actually ended up marching. I asked them. I said, "Do you guys want to go to the the governor's mansion?" And we had another exchange at the governor's mansion. And I'll just keep this one rolling without sound. Uh, but. Uh, you can see that Governor Christy Noem here at her mansion has uh, a private security force. And it's not even National Guard. It's not anything that could be identified by uniform. So, uh, but there was a couple that you'll, you'll see here that uh, the National Guard thought was a part of our march. And they ended up cutting the line at the tree, at the tree line here. And uh, let me see if I can get it to... Oh, there's one funny spot though here that I thought was pretty, pretty entertaining though. That uh, there's a statue of uh, current state senator Mike Rounds, and I took a little personal liberties here. If you you can see, he's got a mask covered in uh, with a with a with a mask. That's former governor, mm -hmm. current senator. Took a little personal liberty, you know, just just because I could there. But uh, you know, I, I'd probably do that in person to him here. But this is what the scene is coming up. So we're walking back, and they're all chanting. And uh, you can see the private. It's kind of guess it's hard to make out with the light, but it, you'll see a couple that's walking along the grass, and the National Guard starts going, "Get off the grass! Get off the grass!" And they got their hands at the ready. And this wasn't; these weren't even people a part of this protest. So, I mean, it's just that everyone's at this heightened state where you know you can see this couple right here. They were getting yelled at and accosted by this private security force there, whatever it was. Um, but again, that was just, we, we, it was, it was peaceful. It maintained its, its cordial, uh, respectful, proper protest and redress of grievance. There was no issues reported after, uh, last night at the Capitol. But that reaction of seeing the National Guard in person for 35 people, there was one National Guard member or sheriff for every protester there with snipers on the roof ready to go to action if they have to. So, I mean, I got called, I, I got told, you know, or that, you know, you should go to the Capitol building. And I, and I did because I said, if there's a protest at the Capitol, I'll attend no matter how big or small. So I got done making all the clips for the day, uploading audio. And then I got in my truck, drove right to the Capitol. And I mean, it was just all, like I said, all in all a good protest. And, you know, I think that we showed that, People can be peaceful. There's a clearly a phobia, as you've stated, that we have in this country where the fear is amped up. So the governor hears there's a protest and instantly calls in the National Guard. I mean, does that did that look like a crowd to you that was going to get violent? No. And so 
it's just cowardice is what I, is the only thing that kept coming to my mind is it's it's a cowardice reaction on behalf of the ruling slave owners of our state and our government and so i'm i'm, I'm grateful that you uh, obviously allowed me to play this here um i i did pretty sure i did convert some of them to libertarianism uh yesterday um so you never know maybe one of those people that were organizing would come in and, and take this inside the uh, political spectrum but uh, I just felt like I had to do it, um, and I would go down there again if it if need be, and all of them now know how to get a hold of me, so it was uh, quite a drive. I got back about midnight last night, and uh, still in time to put on this show, and and uh, yeah, so that's all I really got, sir. I appreciate you letting me show everything that happened last night. Beautiful. Thanks for bringing that to the yes, show, sir. CJ. Any hot comments before we wrap this up? Uh, well, we can wrap it up with a Periscope one, because I always like seeing the symbol on that. It's funny that I never knew Periscope could even comment. <laughs> uh, Sin Knuckle. Fear is the first tool that government uses to keep the people controlled under their regime. True statement. Is that right on. Thank you, Mr. Knuckle. <laughs> with that, peace and love, y'all. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>